At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It's another hour of Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM. Live from Las Vegas at our South Point Sportsbook Studios, I'm Ben Wilson. As we're getting closer and closer to Selection Sunday, at this very time next week, we'll have a special Betting the Bracket specialty show for you, talking all things March Madness in the NCAA tournament. I'll be joined a week from tonight. Uh, from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern by Danny Burke. He's with us right now. We're on for the next two hours here talking all the live betting angles. Uh, Danny, this hour going to be fun. We'll have Wes Reynolds, our host of VEASAN Long Shots, our golf betting podcast, as well as one of our several college basketball handicappers. So Wes will join us for some conference tournament futures odds. All of the conference tournaments odds are out except the Big Ten. And that's because we have two Big Ten games still to go. And is it getting bad to worse for Rutgers or what? Uh, only... <laughs> 21 points in the first half. They are one for six from the field in the second half and have managed to score a whopping 26 points in the first 26 minutes of the game. Yeah, it's been terrible since that beginning stretch for Rutgers. And look, give credit to Northwestern. I'm eating crow right now because of what I was saying about them, kind of thinking they're going to play back down to the team I envisioned them. But I already told you, too, that I was like 0 for 2 on Northwestern bets, and this team, anytime I fade them, just decides to play their best ball, I suppose, Ben. Uh, but look, Rutgers' defense is just really kind of collapsing on everything and not shifting over and covering, and that's leaving a guy in Northwestern open every time. And these kids typically aren't hitting every single shot, but that's what's happening in the second half with Northwestern. But again, they're moving it very swiftly. Rutgers not getting their type of type of rhythm in, in setup that they would usually have defensively. Northwestern's just penetrating it very well and not much more you can do if you're Rutgers. Just hope that they get a couple misses and you can hit some big time shots. It's hard to believe that that's going to occur based on what we've seen this entire yeah. game from Rutgers or lack thereof. So, man, good for you if you got something with Northwestern going because I'd be feeling really confident. No, and the, the issue for Rutgers, it's a problem that's plagued them at, at, season, at the end of seasons. Uh, before it happened last year when Rutgers really fell off a cliff defensively in the final couple games. And you remember them, they were a team that a lot of people felt like was going to be a comfortable NCAA tournament team. Had a three-game losing streak toward the end of the year. Went one and done in the Big Ten tournament. Gave up over 80 to Iowa last year in round one. End up falling into that first four spot and uh, and lose. Remember, that was a double overtime game. They gave up 89 to Notre Dame last year. So similar things happening now where you look at Rutgers. They're, they're ranked fourth on the in the country on the season for defensive rating overall. But I continue to struggle now down the stretches. Uh, they, they gave up all, you know, 90. Uh, they're almost 90 in a, in a home game uh, earlier to Nebraska. Gave up 82 in that game. Gave up 75 on the road at Minnesota. So the defense has taken a step back. 
And now when you combine that with very uh, erratic offensive play, it's just not a spot you want to be in. So I'm looking at Rutgers as a potential fade here once we get to the tournament. If they even get in, Danny, they're a, a last four bye right now in the bracketology as a 10 seed. And if they don't come back here tonight down 38-28 and at this point catching five and a half in the live market, you're probably looking at a spot where they have to win one round at least of the Big Ten tournament to feel yeah. comfortable, right, about their case? For sure. And look, if you lose this game, how comfortable do you even feel of that happening? I mean, they're so sloppy right now. And what does that do to your mentality? I think that's a big thing at this point of the season that you have to contemplate as a better because, you know, getting hot at the right time. We talk about that. And it's not like they're getting hot per se, but going into the tournament feeling good about yourself versus perhaps having more of that pressure on knowing you at least need to win one game. Like these are still college kids at the end of the day. They're not living, breathing, dying, all things basketball. There's other things, other distractions going on in their lives. And it's just really difficult. And you've got to be feeling good about yourself. Northwestern, if they end up pulling this off, great. They're going to be feeling really good snap in that losing streak. Got over the hump, got a tough win on the road and what could be an impressive fashion. Good stuff to do before the tournament. Rutgers, if kind of been back and forth, your defense hasn't been performing as well as you alluded to. Your mm -hmm. offense looks like absolute crap right now. And if you lose this game and one that would certainly help you, how is that going to perhaps, I, I mean, it's just probably going to fluster them come tournament time. So yeah, even if they don't make it there, maybe even then in the conference tournament, Ben, you would look to fade them if they're laying a decent amount of points and yeah, they could win, but is it going to be by a comfortable margin? Maybe not based on the way they've been showcasing themselves. And Rutgers will be either an eight or a nine seed, depending on what happens tonight. So again, once the two big 10 games wrap up, we'll be able to give you the brackets and we hope the odds before we go off the air at 11 o'clock Eastern tonight, uh, the other game involving the, the bubble team in the big 10 of which there are several big 10 bubble teams. Now, as we approach conference play, Wisconsin was a popular second half bet team. They were down seven at the half, Danny laying four and a half for the second half. And every time they've made a run, Minnesota's been able to punch back. Wisconsin got the game to within two a couple a couple minutes ago, but now it's back up to five. Minnesota 53, Wisconsin 48 at the nine and a half mark minute mark of the game here. And it's uh, Minnesota still laying a short number, minus one and a half now, and a total of 138 and a half. Game has continued to trend to the over, and this is probably the season here for uh, Wisconsin, who have at least gotten a, a hot second half from Chucky Hepper, eight points in the second half after being shut out in the opening 20 minutes. Again, I, I think you could make... 10 cases for betting each team, 10 cases for staying away from each team because Minnesota been having this comfortable lead. I mean, it's not as comfortable, but been leading for a majority of this game and you're probably going to catch some points with them now only leading by three. You could make the case for them. They've knocked down six, three pointers. Wisconsin's only two at 10. That's been their bread and butter when they've really been successful and they've kind of strayed away from it. And then Wisconsin, yes, a better team than Minnesota, but hard to trust in this particular situation. I don't know, man. I mean, they're making it so tough, and that's why I still think I, I just got to I gotta stay away from it, Ben. Every time we bring it up, though, I'm tempted to look at Wisconsin trailing, but I think we got to opt out of this one. I, I, I'm glad that uh, cooler heads are going to prevail for you, Danny, because I've gotten to the point where like, there's just no point. No, why would you, why would you torture yeah. yourself to bet a Wisconsin basketball game in-game? Or pregame, or in any any matter for that point. There's just no no real rationale or reason to do it. Uh, Wisconsin down 53-50 with nine minutes to go. And they're at-large tournament lives hanging in the balance. They are one of the last four teams in in ESPN's bracketology heading into tonight uh, against a team in Minnesota that is and 2-16 in conference play this year. So, again, we'll get into some of the conference tournament futures here this hour and the next hour and our final couple hours on the show before Wes Reynolds will join us in about 20 minutes to talk more of these conference tournament futures. Wanted to mention just a couple games, though, that will be tomorrow. These are really the uh, the big marquee games on the card for tomorrow in the conference tournaments, Danny. And then we'll close out the show with a bunch of these conference tournament futures. But the WCC semifinals are set. There were a couple crazy games late last night here at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, one of those games that ended uh, after midnight on the West Coast last night. So the, one of the two games for tomorrow uh, we'll see Gonzaga, the number two seed in that league, face San Francisco, who won a crazy double overtime game against Santa Clara. Uh, the Zags laying 13 uh, in their semifinal, where St. Mary's is the one seed. They play BYU. That's a 1-4 matchup. And St. Mary's right now laying seven pretty much market-wide. So, uh, interesting matchup. I think, Danny, most people just assume we're getting Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Are you a believer that it's going to be straightforward, or could we see one of the big, big favorites there have some issues at least covering those large numbers tomorrow? 
Yeah, I guess if there's going to be one, it would probably be St. Mary's to go down, right? Uh, that would be the only team that I would peg, but it's not like anything that I would be doing it enough to put my money where my mouth is. It's it's kind of just like, all right, if I have to do it, I guess it would be St. Mary's. I think Gonzaga's been playing ball well enough and coming off you know, a good win the other day or the other night last week against St. Mary's. It was really good for them and perhaps could do well for them going on a little bit of a heater uh, look, St. Mary's realistically is going to win, but uh, yeah, I just at BYU, I, I put a little bit more stock in than I do with San Francisco, and I think it could be kind of an ugly grinded out win, if anything, for St. Mary's. So that's why I'd probably lean toward that being the opportunity for the underdog to come through. But I think the Bulldogs will probably take care of business. Yeah, and it's interesting just to see that total at 131 and a half where you have uh, the BYU St. Mary's games look one paced way, way to an under earlier this year uh, in which St. Mary's went to Provo 157-56 and St. Mary's for those uh, uninitiated top five in defensive efficiency on the season. There was the game in Moraga though, where BYU came in, had more success offensively. St. Mary's won 71-65. I would tend to believe that Randy Bennett's club who is, understands, look, they're already in, but as a five seed projected right now, they certainly want to consolidate that position and have a chance, give themselves a chance to move on to the four seed line with a win over Gonzaga in that conference title game and get some revenge on the Zags as well after losing in Spokane last week. So I, I look at it from the perspective of the defense winning out ultimately for St. Mary's. And while I would not want to venture close to laying a big number, I tend to lean with you there, Danny, on BYU being the side on the plus seven. That total at 131 and a half is where I would look. I expect limited possessions not between the two teams. And you think about what BYU has done this year. Their strength has certainly been on the defensive end outside the top 100 in offense. But they have gotten their wins and made their bones by locking things down on the defensive end this year. Yeah, I, I would concur with you there that I, if I'm doing anything with the total, it's got to be toward the under. We know how stacked St. Mary's can be in defending the ball. And like you said, BYU, their strength particularly resides defensively themselves. And you kind of correlated, you would imagine here, with if BYU is going to keep it close against a strong team like St. Mary's, well, you got to slow down the pace. You got to force them to miss these big time shots, especially from deep. And if you're doing that results in a closer game results in a lower scoring game. So uh, yeah, I see your thought process there. Not, not sure I'm going to get anything officially with that spot, but it'll be fun as hell to watch. No doubt. Uh, St. Mary's and BYU, those two regular season matchups, 58 possessions and 62 possessions. Those were the two lowest possession games BYU had in their entire season. So the pace yeah. was controlled by St. Mary's. That's why I would look at under or nothing in that uh, under 131 and a half right now, the best number you can find. I'm not interested in playing a, a number at 13 with Gonzaga either. We talked about this yesterday at Danny on the show. I'm not a believer in Gonzaga long-term with their defense outside the top 80 and overall defensive efficiency. But San Francisco is not nearly the team that Todd Golden uh, had last year, a San Francisco team that, that made that run and ended up getting a 10 seed ultimately losing to Murray state in the NCAA tournament first round. Uh, it's, it's not the quite, not quite the same team. And now you come off that double overtime win over Santa Clara hard for me to get to the Don's side, but it's a big number to lay with a team who does not play very much defense in the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah. So when we return, we will continue on our college basketball previews. We're going to start into our conference tournament previews next that will set up our man, Wes Reynolds, who's going to join the show in about 20 minutes. All still to come this hour as we get into our full March Madness Conference Tournament coverage right here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. It's about time for us to dive into some college basketball conference tournament futures. Before we do that, though, uh, with Danny Burke back with us from Chicago, I'm Ben Wilson here in Las Vegas. Danny, you saw some uh, new news coming out here on Ja Morant from Memphis. Taylor Jenkins, head coach, addressing the media before the Grizzlies take on the Clippers in about 45 minutes tonight. What did uh, Jenkins have to say about Morant's status? Yeah, it looks like Morant will be stepping away from the team indefinitely. There's no timetable wow. for his return. So this is huge news, of course, for Memphis. And it was already big with all of these off-court controversies, him being suspended for two games. Now it turns into indefinitely. It looked like we, we saw he deleted his social media as well. So uh, this is a really tough point of the year for Memphis, Ben, a, a team that had been going back and forth and were on that losing streak, finally kind of getting things back in motion. And then you have another situation. You have another instance happen with John Moran. And then, of course, you lose Dylan Brooks for this game later tonight. All right, that's the one game. But you lose Brandon Clark for the season. Steven Adams has been out. A team we thought was going to take that enormous leap forward now it seems like a team that you don't want to do anything with them whatsoever. Yeah, it's not a team that we people were looking to bet on to begin with, especially in a matchup like tonight where the Clippers are now consensus seven-point favorites. That's continued to go up, and even some shops starting to get towards seven and a half. With no John Morant, you have Dylan Brooks out serving his suspension. Steven Adams has been out since January, and even though you wouldn't think his presence would mean all that much, he's a nice player, Danny, but... He's not the type of guy who you're, the crux of your season should rely on. But Memphis has been miserable uh, since the turn of the calendar into the new year. Now six games back at Denver for that number two uh, for the number one seed in the West, barely holding on to the two seed. And now we go from Morant missing two games, the initial report to out indefinitely. How long that means? It's uh, anybody's guess right now. Uh, but that's a big update to uh, to pass along here, especially when you consider where the Grizzlies are at uh, in the futures market have drifted now to about 8-1 to one to win the Western Conference fifth favorites, despite being the two-seed. Other news that also comes out today, and this will flip forward, Danny, for our Big 12 Conference Tournament Futures talk, because we'll start with the Big 12. They've been the best conference from top to bottom all season. And today you have this weird story that comes out. Mark Adams, the Texas Tech head coach, he is now being suspended amidst an investigation by the school that he had a, a racially insensitive comment directed towards a player. So a Texas Tech team that had been showing a lot of improvement in the second half of Big 12 play had pulled off a bunch of upsets. They are the nine seed in the Big 12 tournament that uh, will start this week at the Sprint Center in Kansas City. But, man, what a what a weird story coming out of Lubbock where uh, Mark Adams is now under fire and could potentially lose his job here. 
Yeah, and this team, I, weren't you and I talking about it? Was it yesterday or maybe the other week how Texas Tech has just been such a gritty team, a team that just will not quit? The record may not tell you necessarily, but, man, I mean, they're a tough out. And just another controversy or another issue with some of these teams where it's like, how does that affect, of course, them playing forward, but how does that affect you as a better looking at it in the market? And maybe a team that was somewhat attractive in that underdog role, at least from catching points standpoint, uh, now not as tempting, just like we were talking about with Memphis, to getting involved with them. But, yeah, it, you know, it, it's probably not a team I was going to look to, even from a game-to-game -game basis, to yeah. get involved with. But now it's, I guess it gives you more incentive to look the opposite way, if anything, Ben. Right, and that's a, a spot there in the 8-9 game against West Virginia. That'll actually open the Big 12 tournament on Wednesday. The winner faces top seed and regular season champion Kansas. But the reason we bring up this tournament first, Danny, not just because it's the best, the best conference from top to bottom metrically this year, but when you look at the odds in a conference tournament like the Big 12, where you have so many teams in the league that are going to be dancing, where there's a, there's a potential to take a shot on, on a longer bomb here, where, look, sure, could Kansas come out, win three straight games, win the conference tournament, ho-hum? Of course, they've done it before. Uh, and our plus, uh, look, plus 330 co-favorites with Texas, who are the two seeds, uh, Texas also getting a, a buy there into the quarterfinals as the two seed. But you look at the rest of this bracket, it's, it's fascinating to think about all the teams that have changed places over the course of the regular season, all the teams even at the bottom half of the standings who have knocked off the big guns at the top of the Big 12. You get Kansas State TCU. That's the 3-6 matchup in one quarterfinal uh, with Kansas State right now plus 650, TCU plus 850. And then you have the other side of the bracket where Baylor is the four seed takes on fifth-seeded Iowa State in the other quarterfinal. Baylor plus 450, and then Iowa State is at a plus 650. So a lot of options, Danny, and those are, those are just the teams in the short category, right? Sub 9-1, to one. there's some other intri intriguing long shots, but what stands out to you there with that Big 12 bracket? I think he's still got to take some consideration with Baylor, right? I, you, you get that revenge angle with them going against Iowa State right out of the gates. I know they got embarrassed, but... Perfect opportunity to respond. Perfect opportunity to, again, we talk about garnering all this momentum, and this would be an awesome situation for them to do so. And I'm just not sold on Iowa State whatsoever. I don't care mm -hmm. that they had that win. I, I And I don't want to call it fluky, but it's not going to change my perception of what I saw several games leading up into that and what I saw with Baylor as well. So, yeah, I kind of like Baylor in terms of a little bit deeper value if you don't want to go with those direct short shots, those top favorites. I think Baylor would have to be the selection I'd go with. And even if you don't want to go with them and just winning the tournament standpoint for their conference, definitely out of the gates against Iowa State. I'll be looking forward to that, Benny. Yeah, the one I would, would only target is Kansas State, where you get a, a similarly good number. It's not a long shot by any means, but you're getting plus 650 on the three yeah. seed in this tournament. And it like you get TCU, who's been much better since Mike Miles has returned for Jamie Dixon's Horned Frogs. But Look, TCU has been has been super inconsistent. This game is likely going to be a line around, you would think, probably K-State, pick them, or minus one. It's a very tightly lined game. But uh, TCU, even with Miles coming back, they laid an egg in their final conference game on the road at Oklahoma. Largest loss of the season, 74-60. to 60. I, I, I do trust that defense of Jerome Tang as a first-year head coach for Kansas State. I'm not sure how it's going to manifest into the NCAA tournament, but when you get a defense that's that that good on all facets, every single player who takes the floor and you have all these teams who are so intimately familiar with each other's uh, each other's systems and what they want to do. I'm looking at that, that side of the bracket. That's the team I would want to pick on the bottom half where you get Kansas state as a three seed. There's TCU as a six. You're likely getting like, you could get Texas in the semifinal who have been very, very good since the firing of Chris Beard. But it's a team that again, has struggled at times with their overall offensive efficiency against these elite defensive teams. So K-State's a team I would take a shot at there if you're getting plus 650 up to make a run. But you, you can make a case for all, I mean, really any of these top Big 12 teams with how tight the conference has been bunched up all season. And that's the thing too, right? It almost may be a little bit better to just take it game by game from that basis. But look, what you're saying is certainly an okay way to go because you have a three seed and you're getting the price that you are on them. And 
what is the most competitive conference also kind of equates to it being the most wide open conference because of all the talent that's around. The thing is just like Kansas state, even going against TCU, like that first game causes me some trepidation. So that's where it's like, I would almost not be afraid to try to look to just kind of do a rollover strategy and try to get it going that way. Since there isn't that clear team that is, I mean, Kansas, yeah, the clear favorite, but in this situation, so many things can differ. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be more attractive from that game to game standpoint. And if you're losing a little bit of value, so be it. But maybe get over that first humps, uh, first hump, see how they play there. And then you get more conviction with it. Not as good a value. I get it. But you have more of a realization what to expect with them. And then the rest of the draw for the tournament. That's, that's a great point in general. And something you should keep in mind is a better where just figure out, do kind of do the math and what you project out on these teams. Because you can look at it in conference games, right? What, what the lines were, how it closed and what makes more sense. Big 12 is probably a conference where that certainly makes more sense with these games all lined very, very close to a pick em. Uh, As we, you know, we're giving these out for our purposes just to look where maybe the value might lie. But I, I just like the Kansas State angle where if you get Texas in that semifinal, the one time with the area that Texas has struggled has when, been when the three-point shooting goes and they've been kind of inconsistent from three, about 175th in the country, even though the rest of the numbers are very, very solid all around for Texas. But that's what Kansas State does extremely well. They defend the three at an elite level, top 12 in the country. Big reason why they did beat Texas earlier this season. Had, If you remember that uh, crazy 116-103 game, that's uh, not like that. Uh, not like three-point shooting defense was a, was a huge issue. But uh, the, the two games were played very, very tight, 69-66. Texas beat K-State uh, at Bramlage Coliseum. But if that is the semifinal matchup, I would like K-State. And then you're, you're getting them to the conference title game if you bring in a plus 650 number into that position uh, you're, you're not all that. Uh, you're not in all that bad a position. And let's keep in mind, you have Oklahoma State here, who's the seven seed, who look probably has to beat Texas if they get past Oklahoma to get an at-large. Wouldn't you think, Danny? At this point, mm-hmm. yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> we can't forget about those lower teams, yeah. and uh, they're not going to make it easy. And that also doesn't help you going forward if you're getting beat up against some of the stiffer competition. So. Getting the buy in this conference, meaning more than I'm sure most of the other ones out there. Oklahoma State enters that tournament in the first four out at ESPN Bracketology. They get a rivalry game out of the gates with 10th seed Oklahoma. So you, you got to win that game for sure. And then you feel better about yourself if you're Mike Boynton, if you could upset Texas. Those two teams, uh, they, man, they sure have a history. Texas and Oklahoma State have played some very, very tight games Uh, this season, even though Texas won both of those matchups. We'll welcome in Wes Reynolds to talk some more college basketball when we return. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brett Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And the show I am so looking forward to a week from tonight, uh, me, Ben Wilson, Danny Burke from Chicago, and Wes Reynolds, who's going to join us uh, right now. But Wes, uh, Danny, and I will be handling the Bet the Bracket show from 9 to 11 Eastern time next Sunday night once the brackets are out and we can go over all of those things. So for now, Wes, this is a little dry run of that show. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Big day in the Big Ten. That's the final conference we're waiting on to get the brackets determined for their conference tournaments. Uh, your Indiana Hoosiers, as an alum there, uh, get, get the job done. But just narrowly, and yet another Sunday of uh, bubble chaos for all those Big Ten teams. What did you make of that conference slate today? Yeah, absolutely, and good to be with you guys. Looking forward to next week. Uh, and uh, Breaking down the brackets, we get a couple hours to kind of let it sink in and register and uh, see where we are. But in the Big 12, it looks like we're going to get the uh, Purple Cats. Northwestern is the two-seed, assuming they don't blow this double-digit lead to Rutgers. But, yeah, Indiana, they had to absolutely fight, and they were down most of the game against Michigan. They end up, it looks like they are going to be the three-seed, so they're going to be the late game on uh, Friday night as you get to the quarterfinals in the Big Ten tournament there in uh, Danny Berkland in Chicago. But, yeah, we, we don't have the odds yet, but it is it shows you how wide open this is. If Northwestern would have lost this game, 
they would have been like an eight or a nine seed. I saw that. Crazy. Now it looks like they're going to win and they're going to be a two. And that was the same boat Indiana was in. Had they lost, they were going to be the seven or eight instead of being a potential two or three. So it goes to show you, you know, Purdue, I think, is going to be the clear favorite because they're going to end up winning the conference, I believe, by like four games. But I, I, I wouldn't I, I don't think they should be as big of a favorite, depending on what numbers come out uh, later tonight or tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And Danny, uh, right now, Wisconsin up four. Another game with a big, big bubble implications uh, as well there with under a minute to go. Yeah, we kept talking about that, not wanting to get involved with the Badgers, but hey, finally getting that lead, Ben. Uh, Wes, sticking in the Big Ten really quick, because you're obviously an Indiana guy. You know, the Hoosiers have gotten the best of the Boilermakers twice. In Purdue, yes, they have the edge in terms of ending out on top of the Big Ten. The discourse toward the latter half of the season is seemingly straight away from Purdue, and it's not that I'm vouching for him necessarily, but you, you talk about them being the favorite to win it. I, I feel like maybe some people are going to steer the other way, though, still and look to bet a team like Northwestern, like Indiana. Do you almost see that it could be an opportunity then to get a bargain of a price on a Purdue team, or are we just avoiding Purdue at all costs at this point of the year? Yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily avoiding Purdue. I think it probably does them favors that they wouldn't see Indiana now that they're in the bottom half of the draw until a potential championship game. But there's several teams, Danny, I think that can win this Big Ten tournament. I mean, you look down, Illinois, who is going to be the seventh seed. Now, they're going to get Penn State, and that's going to be a big bubble game for Penn State. And whoever advances out of that, you know, Indiana now avoids them, so they would get Northwestern. But Illinois, I've said all year, I think they have the most talent in the conference, but they're they're very inconsistent. Iowa, we've seen them get hot. They made the final last year. So this is a team that can absolutely shoot the lights out and score, but they sometimes can't guard anybody. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to sell Maryland, though, because Maryland won yeah. one game away from College Park in Big Ten play, and that was against Minnesota, who's the 14 seed out of 14 teams in this conference. Uh, not a great yeah, stretch run away from home for the Terps this year. As Wes Reynolds joins us, give him a follow at Wes Reynolds 1. Let's go rapid fire, Wes. Some of the conference tournament lines that are now out for the futures here. Big East is fascinating to me because UConn does not get a first round bye. They end up as the four seed in the Big East, yet they are the favorite at two to one. Regular season champ Marquette sits at three to one alongside Creighton at three to one and Xavier at plus five fifty. Marquette, Creighton, and Xavier, the three other teams who will get buys one one Marquette, Xavier two, and Creighton three. How would you break down this tournament from that futures perspective? Yeah, Ben, I think UConn is the best team in this conference. That being said, I don't know if I want to necessarily bet them. Uh, I do have a 30-1 to for a national championship that I got when they kind of hit the skids in the middle of the Big East season. But uh, the team I'm going to steer away from probably is Xavier because they're not getting Zach Fremantle back. That just came down about a couple hours ago. So they've still been okay, but they've not been as good without the Fremantle because they had those two bigs, him and Jack Nungy, the Iowa transfer. And, you know, they weren't prototypical bigs. They could score at the rim, but they could also step out and shoot. And Xavier runs a pretty quick tempo, as does Marquette. What I kind of like is the bottom end of the draw. And uh, I would be looking perhaps Villanova is a team that I think has to win the Big East tournament in order to get into the field of 68 next Sunday, but they they're finally healthy. Now I know that they got beat pretty solidly against UConn. So they got to get by Georgetown. Then that sets up a game with Creighton. And the interesting thing about Creighton this year, we know them as like a big time offensive team. They're number one in almost every stat category in big East play in terms of defense, defensive efficiency, effective field goal, Offensive rebound percentage, free throw rate, two-point percentage. So, you know, I think defense travels, especially in conference tournaments. So I'd be looking a little bit down the board at Creighton to perhaps come out of the garden. All right, Wes, let's flip the switch, go to the West Coast. Pac-12 conference tournament odds at DraftKings. UCLA, the short shot, plus 110 is what I'm seeing. Arizona, plus two, or plus or 110 for UCLA, plus 210 then for Arizona. USC 8-1, to one, Oregon 12-1, to one, list goes on. Uh, do you think this is truly top-heavy? Is that the only route you can approach here? Or could you go a little bit deeper down the board and see some value, perhaps? 
Well, there's one, Danny, that I might go a little deep with, and it's a team that's won six games in a row. Now, they haven't beaten either of the big two, UCLA or Arizona, but Washington State all of a sudden has seemed like they have figured a little bit out. They were 10-15 and 15 after they got swept in Los Angeles by UC, USC and UCLA, and then they've won six in a row down the stretch. So Washington State would be the five seed. They have to play the first day, and they have to play Cal. Now, Cal by far is the worst team in the Pac-12. So I think they were a good long shot. Utah I'm going to steer clear from because they're just now, I think, getting a couple players back. And I just think maybe it's going to be a little bit too late. But Washington State, who I've seen at 20-1, to 1, I, I think at DraftKings, uh, uh, would be maybe a longer shot. I think this is top-heavy. But if you want to play somebody to kind of maybe hedge off one of the favorites, I would be with Washington State. A team I expected a lot more from coming into the year with Kyle Smith. But, they, yeah, it was a slow start. They've started to figure it out, though, down the stretch. Don't mind that at all with, uh, with Wazoo, especially. You figure they'll lay a, a big, big number against an awful Cal team in the first round. Uh, Wes, let's get to, uh, try to squeeze in one more here with the ACC tournament. You kind of throw your hands up and say, all right, what are we doing with how poor the ACC has been all year? That's one of the conference tournaments that still does have the double buys. So running through that bracket with Miami, the number one seed, you have Virginia, the two, Clemson, the three, and Duke, the four. Those are the four teams who get double buys into the quarterfinals. Duke is the favorite at plus 280. I can't imagine a whole lot of people are going to bet Duke, <laughs> given the struggles that the Blue Devils have had in general. How would you look to approach a very wide openly seeming ACC? Yeah, and Ben, uh, you know, Duke has not looked like vintage Duke, but they've won six in a row down the stretch, and they're probably of the top four seeds playing the most consistent basketball. So I think that's why you see them as a default favorite here. And really what has impressed me about Duke and what has really, I guess, surprised me about Duke is with all of these freshmen that they have and all these transfer portal guys, you know, usually it takes a year to learn how to play college defense when you, uh, you know, go up from high school level. Duke's been awesome defensively the last several games. They're second in effective field goal percentage in the conference. They don't foul or they don't get called for fouls. Uh, second and two point, third and three point percentage. So Duke is all of a sudden, I think, playing some really good ball in what is really a down league, as you mentioned. Just if you look at uh, Ken Pomeroy's conference ratings, they are seventh. They are behind the Mountain West, the ACC. And I think that they really should be. Uh, so, you know, I understand why Duke is favorite. Pittsburgh, I don't know if I want. They had two chances to win the ACC outright and didn't win either time. So they had to fall to the five seed. Virginia, I think, is going to get a lot of action because they're the best defense, and they mm -hmm. obviously can slow the tempo. But ew, this this is a really tough conference. I'm going to have to do some digging on this. But I think Duke is the rightful favorite. If you're going maybe a little bit down the board, do you believe in the Tar Heels? I sure don't. At 6-1, <laughs> yeah. I would need a little bit more on that team. Yeah, UNC, the seven seed as well. Now, they, they will get the Boston College Louisville winner, two really bad teams, and then and, and then face a fading Virginia team. So you can make a case, but they actually have to win the games. It's hard to see there uh, with, with, the, with the Tar Heels of UNC. Uh, Wes Reynolds, you can follow, follow at Wes Reynolds, one host of VSIN tonight, weeknights, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. Wes, always a pleasure having you on. So excited for next Sunday to be on the show here, betting the brackets with you, sir. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, give Wes follow again at Wes Reynolds 1 as we wrap things up this hour. Up next, more conference tournament breakdowns. But first, we'll update things on how the Big Ten regular season is winding down. That's on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website with One Game Parlay. You can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA One Game Parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It has gone final in the Big Ten. We are moments away from having a Big Ten bracket fully decided, and shortly thereafter, odds should be out for the Big Ten Conference Tournament as we welcome you back to Live Bet Sunday. Big thanks to Wes Reynolds for stopping by. Excited for that two-hour show with Wes next weekend. Wes, Danny Burke, and myself uh, here from Las Vegas will have the Bet the Bracket show for you, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern time next Sunday night. Uh, welcoming Danny back into the fold somehow, someway. I don't know how they did it. Uh, we did not bet it because we did not, to, did not want to experience the pain of going through that experience, but Wisconsin basketball finds a way. Their season remains alive. A team in the last four in in bracketology coming into today. They do not cover, but they win 71-67 over Minnesota on the road today, Danny. What an adventure that was as the game does go over that 129 total. Yeah, I guess the uh, the better team in the end did come through. No, they didn't cover. No, they did not make it easy. But you had your live betting opportunities, which we discussed, but did not have the courage to want to get involved with. I guess the best approach would have been to bet it and not want a second of it. But yeah, much needed win by the Badgers. Doesn't move the needle or change anything that I've thought about this team, at least in a positive connotation, Ben. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, good for them. It'll help them out a little bit, but it's not really going to get them that much farther afterwards, I wouldn't imagine. Right. So, one, yeah, one one of those games is you're totally right. You had to win. It wouldn't really move the needle, but you, you could not afford to lose because that would probably kick you way, way, way on the wrong side of the bubble. So, Wisconsin, of the two pregame five-point favorites in this late Big Ten slate, they were the team as a favorite who gets down. They cover the second half. They were a four and a half point second half favorite down by seven. They cover that second half. Don't cover the full game. The other team who was a five point favorite who got down early and was bet in the second half. It was Rutgers and they did not get there. Danny, just another brutal shooting performance from the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They get outscored 38, 32 in the second half. Uh, we're down by four in that game at halftime. We're laying five and a half for the second half. They lose outright as a five point favorite. 60. 353, your final score as the game stays well under a 128 total. And now Rutgers will head into the the Big Ten tournament, probably needing to win a game to feel comfortable about where they stand heading into the big dance. Without a doubt. And again, it's going to be hard for them to bounce back from that, you would imagine. And look, you could get a good draw and maybe they do reset their minds, but it is a different mentality. And 
probably a more difficult turnaround with some of these kids, especially when you're coming off of such an, uh, a slump offensively and they had so many woes in that game against Northwestern. Rutgers, yeah, they need it. Does that mean I want to bet them in that first matchup? No, probably not. And I'm sure they'll probably be getting a little bit inflated on the line, thinking that those desperation levels are higher, thinking that they could play like the team that we've been accustomed to, Ben. But uh, yeah, Rutgers, just not anything great this last stretch of the season. Northwestern continues to prove me wrong. I'm still not going to buy in on Northwestern. I don't think I'm going to fade them necessarily, Ben, but I don't think I'm going to end up pulling the trigger with betting them unless the situation looks mighty fine. Still not uh, Danny Burke, still not buying in on Chicago's know, team, uh, Northwestern, and they will be playing <laughs> yeah. the Big Ten tournament in your backyard there, Danny, at the United Center in Chicago starting uh, on Wednesday. So just waiting to see I'm uh, just, just kind of trying to pull up where the updated brackets are at. Cause again, these games just ended a couple minutes ago. Uh, we're waiting on full updated brackets to come out. We'll have those for you momentarily, and then we'll get the odds to come out for the big 10 conference tournament. And we'll circle back once we have those available. So that will be done in the final hour of the show. We'll also bring you uh, some of the other conference tournament odds like the sec, which those odds are now out. And thanks to Wes who joined us last segment, giving us his thoughts on the ACC and the Pac-12, as well as early thoughts on the Big Ten. Uh, as far as other updates, though, going around the horn, Danny, we go back to the NBA where a couple of games coming right down to the wire, and uh, what a what an adventure this has been in Boston where the Celtics looked yeah. like they were pulling away, started off slow, got up comfortably at the half, but New York Knicks refused to go quietly, and the Knicks have retaken the lead 102-99 with six and a half minutes to go. Celtics were laying six and a half at home with no Jalen Brunson for the Knicks, now it's pretty much a toss-up. Knicks are minus 135 here, Danny, on the live money line. Yeah, so we talked about this before the game started, that I was going to be seeking out an in-game spot for Boston. Uh, very early on, you kind of got a chance, but then it was all Boston. All right, third quarter, still pretty good for Boston until the very end. The Knicks couldn't miss. Quickly was going off left and right. Once the bench unit came in, the Knicks got a big spark quite the opposite for Boston. And then that carried over to the fourth quarter. I actually took Boston. Uh, I laid a little bit on the money line and then when they were down 11, oh. I took five in the hook too, while we were talking with Wes and in between. So they're down three. Now I, I don't know what to expect. Look at you multitasking. I'm sticking right, with my philosophy you. of trust in Boston. So uh, we'll see. And I need one more three from smart and one more rebound from Robinson. I'm not feeling great about Marcus smart. The dudes had his shots and then some, but uh, we'll see. This could be a great outcome better. It could be disastrous. For Come me. on. We're one away on, on both fronts. Uh, <laughs> yes. Marcus Smart, one of six from three. Danny playing over one and a half there. And uh, over nine and a half on the Mitchell Robinson rebounds. He's been stuck on nine for some time. Yep. So the, the player props give it and they take it. These are the times where it becomes a difficult sweat. The other NBA Grayson game. That, uh, yes. Though. The other NBA game we're monitoring. So the Bucks, it looks like they're going to, to hang on. Washington made a big push out of the halftime locker room. Bucks were up comfortably, saw their lead evaporate pretty much right away in the third quarter, outscored by eight after taking an 11-point lead into the halftime locker room. Uh, Bucks have gone back and forth, though, in the fourth quarter. Joe Ingles hit a big three a moment ago. Bucks up by four right now, 30 seconds to go and have the ball. That's significant because the Bucks opened four-point favorites. When Kyle Kuzma was ruled out, Bucks were moved up to six-point favorites in the game. And uh, Drew Holiday will go to the line right now with 25 seconds to go. I'm just happy I provided some sort of contribution to the show today, Danny, with my in-game play of Grayson Allen over four and a half points on the player prop. Scoreless at halftime. Allen so far with 11 in the second half. So that's a, that's a no sweater as you get that nice cash, Danny. On a, on a, you bet that twice, right? Yeah, so I had it at four and a half, and then it moved to three and a half. But no, props to you for you know, signaling that once again, like yesterday, zero points heading into the second half. The dude erupted afterwards. Now he didn't necessarily erupt in this second half, but he did enough to get there. And maybe something you can keep looking at going forward. If this is how, how the market is going to evaluate a guy like Grayson Allen, but maybe don't bet it blindly, obviously understand the game situation and some of the other members of the team on Milwaukee, like if Middleton's still getting back into the mix, but now props to you once again. And uh, yeah, the Bucks certainly making you sweat this one out when really it should not have been this close, but this is now twice Milwaukee's making it back to back nights uncomfortable I in the know. second half. Now, Ben, it, this is just how the NBA goes from time to time, but as someone who follows a team all the time being yourself, does this concern you a little bit or are you just no, attributing this no. to more just the long, you know, season of the NBA? Uh, I'm not concerned. And I was, I'm watching very intently, but oh my goodness. So we almost had 
what a ridiculous uh, moment here at the end of this game. So uh, I'll get back to your first uh, question in a second, but no, I'm not concerned about the Bucks long-term, a team that is now back into the winning column, have won 17 of 18 games. Uh, even though they did not put away Washington convincingly, like it was the second leg of a back-to-back, no Chris Middleton tonight. Uh, but so Milwaukee's up, up by six, right? So they make both free throws. Drew Holiday at the line makes both free throws to go up six. Remember this open four, closed six for Milwaukee. Also the total with that free throw got up to 228. So the total opened in the game 229, got bet all the way down to some shops as low as 227 and a half. Uh, where I'm at at South Point, it was 228 and a half. So Washington comes down. This is basically the shot to cover the spread. They miss. Giannis gets the ball wide open floor. He dribbles right up to the basket and just <laughs> pop. He, he literally pops the basketball just off the underside of the backboard right to himself. Just like, like playing like with like a yo-yo with the basketball. Does not score. Let's the time expire before making the layup. And so the Bucks push the closing number wow. and the total either goes over by the hook or stays under by the hook. Uh, you can't make this stuff up, Danny. That was like the old Dennis Rodman intentional <laughs> miss. But Giannis was just trying to be a good sport about it and not run up the score there. Hey, look, this is why, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of laying those mid-tier to bigger spreads because you don't know what shenanigans are going to occur at the end of games. Look, I know that doesn't happen that often, but, man, I mean, uh, Giannis certainly teased you a little bit. That's tough. But hopefully, you know, you didn't get uh, above the sticks and at worst you're pushing, but still, right. that's, that is tough. So wow. here, Okay, here's my question. Well, did they give – I'm trying to figure out, did they give – yes – so you know why he Giannis did that? They gave Giannis credit for an offensive rebound. He was sitting. Giannis no was sitting at 23 points, 13 assists, and nine boards. So if you bet a Giannis triple double prop tonight, you just cash because you. of that. Wow, <laughs> the intentional miss to get yourself a board. He did that so subtly. We notice, though, Danny. We notice everything when we're betting on these games. Giannis triple double. 23, 13, and 10, thanks to that uh, little chicanery there at the end. Wow. That's why betting is so fun, isn't it? Uh, last hour for us, Live Bet Sunday starts right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.